is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hello, hello. Today is a really fun episode. Uh, so yesterday I did my first public speaking gig really since high school? No, college. Since college. So I graduated college 2007 and I know I had to take like a performance um, studies class and I remember doing some stuff in there and then I guess I kind of did public speaking in like when I was a teacher but not really but like yeah like when I um, was talking to parents like that used to scare the shit out of me when it was parent night and parents would come in and I'd have to like stand up and give a presentation about like hey these are the things that we're doing in your child's classroom I hated that I was like cool I can talk to five-year-olds I can talk to eight-year-olds but talking to a group of adults scares the crap out of me so it's been a while since I've done something um yeah like up in front of people and so last night I was up I, I want to say maybe around like 100 people I have no idea I'm not a good judge of how many people were in the crowd but a decent size um audience gave a speech um about <laughs> running go figure and it was scary and I gotta be honest like it did not go well like I was nervous I was not really like um I wasn't like having a panic attack or anything and my heart wasn't like pounding before but I just knew I knew it wasn't going to be as good as the other speakers I knew that right and that's like a hard thing like people like oh don't say you know don't compare yourself but it was like I went in there knowing that um, well, hearing these people at practice and I was like, oh, wow, like they have done this before. A lot of the people that were there um, were trainers at their job, like sales training, um, you know, and so it's like, okay, cool. Like you do this for work in front of other people and you'd be doing this for years. And it's literally the first time that I've done this in like 12 years. Okay. So I, I always try to remind myself of that and not to put myself down, not to sell myself short, but just as a reminder. And I had to do this a lot when my husband and I back then, the boyfriend, um, were running and like sometimes it would be so freaking easy for him. He would just like get up and start running and I would be training for weeks and still like he would be better than me. But it was again, well, Paul grew up being an athlete. Like Paul had like 30 years of experience telling his body what to do, how to move. Even if he wasn't doing it as much as me, like in the moment, he had 30 years of experience in doing it. Whereas I didn't, I wasn't an athlete growing up. I like quit every sport. I didn't have that memory of like, cool, this is how you tell your body what to do. And your body's like, okay, cool, we've done this before. We can do it, right? So I really had to remind myself of those things when I uh, was running with Paul. And I had to remind myself of that when I was getting up and speaking. So yeah, it didn't go the best, but also I didn't have a panic attack. I didn't cry. I didn't walk off stage. So the way the thing went, like I had a PowerPoint presentation behind me and the slides auto advanced every 15 seconds. And so you know, like you practice it at home, but you don't have a big crowd and lights on you and a microphone and all these different things, all these different variables. And so, yeah, like being up there, um, there's a little bit of stage fright. The slides just keep auto advancing. You're just like, oh my gosh, everything's happening. So yeah, it, it was okay. <laughs> it was all the best. But I'm just reminding myself again, right? Like we're not going to be good at the thing that we start out. If you're starting out running, you're not going to be good at it. Like, I'm just going to tell you straight up, 
You are not going to be good at the thing that you're doing. And if you listen to my episode with Jason Fitzgerald, he talked about professional runners, like people who uh, went to college, you know, and they're running in college and now they're running out of college. And I think he said it took like another five years. Like the coach would be like, Hey, it's going to be another five years of training until you're actually good. Right. So we have to remember that, that this isn't, um, it really is the slow and steady, uh, slow and steady, um, that it's a marathon and not a sprint. And like, you need 10,000 reps. Like you have to put in the reps in order to get good. And if you don't put in the reps, you're not going to be good. If you stop yourself and you're like, well, I'm just bad at this. Like I'm never, you know, I'm just never going to be good, which is what I've done so many times in my life. Cool. Then you're not going to be good. Um, I was thinking more about this because I was like, you know, I feel like I would tell my students this when I was in a classroom and I was like, I know that there's a common corn state standard um, about this. And I was looking it up before I jumped on this podcast and I found it and you can think whatever you want of a common core, but I, what I liked about it as a teacher is that it wasn't just teaching to the test. It really was like, how do we, um, how do we think about kids and what they actually need to be functional adults in society? And so one of the, uh, let's see, this is standards for mathematical, mathematical practice. Um, standard number one is make sense of problems and persevere in solving them. So this is something from K from kindergarten up until 12th grade, make sense of problems and persevere in solving them, right? And so mathematically proficient students start by explaining to themselves the meaning of a problem and looking for entry points to its solution, right? So we find a problem, now we're looking for more solutions, okay? And so the standard goes on to talk about like the different ways that you would approach a problem and like approach it from, uh, like a thoughtful, <laughs> a thoughtful way and, um, using different methods, but that word persevere, I think that's huge. And I think that's something that a lot of kids struggle with is persevering. And honestly, a lot of adults, a lot of adults, if, if we're not good at something, if it doesn't come easy, like we definitely are a part of that micro, this isn't just little kids, but we are a part of that microwave culture of like, we want the results fast. We want, you know, put the, put the bowl in the microwave, press 30 seconds and get your results. We want that. We've been conditioned that way. We've had, you know, like we, this is just, this is one, what's marketed to us. And two, like how we approach so many things in life is just, I want the quick results. I want it. Right. And so when we're, uh, when we're aware of that, when we're aware of like, wow, you're right. Like I'm not really patient about things. It does take time. It's not going to be perfect on the first time. Um, this does take work. Then we're like, okay, cool. I got to slow down. And, and you see this in so many different things, not just running, not just public speaking. I saw this like my relationship with Paul. Like I would be like, I want us to be perfect. And he's like, we're never going to have a perfect relationship. We just have to work on things. And I was like, you're right. You're totally right. We just, you just have to slow down, realize that it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be different problems that pop up. You, you approach it in different ways. You practice, you persevere in solving them. And then you don't ever actually arrive to things being perfect. You, um, you know, you find your way and it's, it's imperfect. Like life is imperfect. So, um, let's, let's, uh, let's get started with today's show. <laughs> today's show, my speech, I'm actually going to read my speech to you, you today. And 
Um, I'm sorry that you could not attend. <laughs> it's probably better that you didn't. And hopefully I would love to do this speech again in the future and just feel, you know, like, yeah, like I feel comfortable talking in front of people. This is actually something um, that my coach, right? So I have a coach too. I highly recommend if there is something that you are struggling with, something that you really struggle to persevere in, hire a coach, whatever that is. It could be running. Don't hire me. I'm not a running coach. It could be running. Hire someone to help you persevere. It could be something with eating, getting off the diet train. Diets are so part of microwave culture. Getting off that, you know, learning imperfect eating. You can hire me for that. Um, it could be writing. You know, it could be, um, I don't know. It could be anything that you're struggling with. Look for someone that can help you. Hire a coach. And so one thing that my coach helped me see was like, um, who do I want to be in three years? And I was like, you know, in three years, I would love to be doing stuff not just on the internet, not just on a podcast or, you know, not just have clients um, across the country, but I would like to be doing in-person events. I would like to be um, holding workshops like that. I would love to do several workshops in a week or, you know, holding retreats. And she's like, great. So if that's your, you know, that's you three years from now what can you do now to have a little bit of that taste? Like, cause that's that, that Jacqueline in the future, three years in the future, you're not just going to magically become her in three years. You have to do a little bit of that now and then a little bit more. Right. And so that's it. The part of the persevering is like the practicing, like actually like approaching these things and being okay, that it's not going to look perfect. So one of the things for me is like, if I want to be holding workshops and retreats and doing these things, and that's what my job, that's what my career looks like. That's how I'm making my impact on the world. I got to start practicing that stuff now. And so for me, getting up on stage and talking to people was um, one little way that I could practice that Jacqueline from three years. So today I present to you how not to train for a marathon from my personal experience. <laughs> Woo, you guys are going to love this. Okay. So to start, sometimes people will be like, oh, a marathon. That's nice. How long is that one? It is 26.2 miles. It's not three miles. It's not 10 miles. It's not 26 miles. It's 26.2 miles. Why would someone do that to themselves? To lose weight, obviously. That's what we women spend our whole lives trying to do is make our body smaller. So maybe we should start there. Don't run a marathon to lose weight. It's the worst motivation. You probably won't lose weight because you'll be eating a ton. And honestly, your body can do more incredible things than just shrinking to a smaller size. When you decide to run a marathon, make sure that you have actually gone running before and preferably make sure you can do more than just a mile. That's helpful and that's practice. And maybe you remember running the mile test in PE class. Now you will be paying someone to run that times 26.2 times. Yeah, <laughs> get that in your head. So if you decide to run the marathon, you might want to sign up for some smaller races leading up to it. And if you're going to drop $400 on purchases that your credit card has never seen you do before, you might want to alert fraud protection to let them know, no, someone didn't just steal your credit card to go exercise very long distances. When you go to buy running shoes, don't just pick out the shoes that look super cute. No one cares what your feet look like, but your feet care how they feel when they're pounding on concrete, and they will get effed up if you don't pick the right one. So get fitted for proper shoes. Actually follow a training plan. Like when it says to run four miles on a Tuesday, run four miles on a Tuesday. Write it in your calendar. Highlight it. Actually do it. Give yourself gold stars for your achievements if you have to. 
And when it says to run 15 miles on a Saturday, don't go out drinking on a Friday night. It's going to be miserable. You're already putting a ton of stress on your body with running. You don't need to add the layer of being hungover too. Don't just do running. Your, ankle, your ankles will be messed up. Your knees will be messed up. Your hips, ugh. You need to do strength training and mobility work. Don't just do running. Your body needs strength, not just cardio. Years later, you will spend $800 on physical therapy trying to fix what you messed up with running. When you're in Chicago and you're on the lakefront path along Lakeshore Drive and you just don't really feel like running anymore, don't just hop in a cab at Soldier Fields and go home. Don't do it. I mean, at least if you're not going to run, stick around and tailgate. Don't use food as a reward for running. I know it seems like a good idea, but it really just sets you up to see running as punishment and then food as the sole reason you're running. Oh, I just ran a half marathon. I deserve to sit here and eat four donuts. Now my body hurts and I feel disgusting. Blah. Eat food for sure, but running and food are neutral. They're both neutral. And if running is a punishment and you hate it that much, stop running. Find something else you enjoy. Your body does not need punishment. And also, you're allowed to eat a donut without running 13 miles. Don't try to clean things up and do a whole 30 while training for a marathon or a keto, or a cleanse, or whatever fat diet there is. Your body needs carbs. You will feel even worse running 13 miles if you don't allow yourself to eat an effing sweet potato. Don't try to restrict calories. Don't cut out macronutrients. If you're living in Atlanta, and you know that it gets really hot by 10 a.m., don't start your long run at 10.30 a.m. And limit the crying about running. Like, just get up, roll out of bed, and go running. Stop making the long runs a huge deal. Just go. And when you notice your long runs are becoming harder and harder, learn from them. Stop doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Do something else. Train with a group. Join a running group. Find other people. It does not matter how slow you think you are. There will be other people there that you will be able to run with. You will find so much community in training with a group. When you're in town in Chicago for your big race day, <laughs> whoops, don't, uh, don't eat pizza three days in a row. Yes, you can have pizza, but find some other carbs to eat too. Your race day body will thank you. Oh, make sure to grab your bib the day before the race. And then when you get in an Uber to meet your friend for lunch, do not... I repeat, do not leave your bib in the Uber. It turns out to be a really bad idea. You have to call Uber a million times, sit with fear for hours, and when you finally get the call that the driver found your bib, you will have to take another Uber all the way up to the north side of Chicago to get it. It is not the stress you need the day before your race. And it turns out to be a really expensive weekend. On race day, don't drink alcohol while running your marathon. Or do. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. And bonus points for taking shots from strangers on the streets. Your mom will love hearing that story. Don't worry about your race day time. You're not going to win the race, and that's okay. Give it your all and be okay with whatever that looks like. It doesn't matter if you're last. You're not actually last. 99.9% .9 of the people sitting at home are not running. Go into the day wanting to perform your best, stay injury-free, listen to your body, and do your best to still enjoy running when the race is over. After that race, give your body time to recover, 
find a way to move your body that gives you joy. That might mean you train for another race. That might mean becoming a casual runner. And that might mean taking time off from running altogether. Any of them is fine. But find a way to move your body because your body loves movements. And that is how not <laughs> to train for a marathon from my personal experience. So that was my speech. Yeah, there were like so many places that uh, the day of, like I just, I don't know, the slides kept moving fast and my voice was like nervous. Yeah, just nervous, not moving, keeping up. So it is what it is. Um, we all like, I don't know, we all have that starting place, right? But it's like, okay, cool. If I practice this, you know, 10,000 times in the next three years, it's going to be pretty great, right? And so if you're listening to this and you're one of those people who has not gone running or it's been a while since you've been running or you've been scared or whatever, practice that 10,000 times over the next three years and see where you'll be in three years. Or if you're someone who is really struggling with binge eating or dieting or you're still trying to make Whole30 or keto a thing and you're like, you know, what is this moderation thing? What is this imperfect eating thing? What is this normal eating thing? Give yourself like 10,000 times of practice over the next three years and see where you will be, right? So I just think about that. Like, who is the person that you want to be in three years? And what is something that you can start practicing like today? Like after you, <laughs> after you finish listening to this podcast, what is that thing that you're going to start practicing today? I would love to hear from you. Um, I love when I get messages from you people. Like, it's just like, it brings me so much joy that this podcast is helping you a little bit. I love, um, I love creating community on the internet. And the best thing I think too is like when it's, um, it's not just on the internet. When I, you know, like when I get to connect with you, I've met, I've met some of the listeners um, while we were on a road trip, which is pretty cool. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to hear from you. What is the thing, who, rather, who are you going to be in three years? What is that vision that you have for yourself? And if you're like, I don't know, I don't know who that person is, that's okay too. Just start to think about like, um, the thing that helps me is just, might sound not good, but it was like, I made a list of the things I didn't like happening in my life. And I was like, I need to get away from this pain. Right. And so it was like, part of it was my job. Part of it was the, my relationship with food. Part of it was the way I treated exercise. And I was like, I don't like these things in three years. I want to be as far away from that pain. Right. And so that helps give it context of like, here are the things that aren't going well. Here's what it would look like if it was going well. I think so many times we live this life of struggle and we think that the story of struggle is just who we are and we're just never going to be good. But like when you start to plan out, well, what do I want in three years? What are the pains that I want to get away from? How can I start practicing living that life now? Not just three years from now, but like now a little bit. It kind of, um, it helps, it helps frame things, move things along. So yeah, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram, Jacqueline.Riccio.Stover. Or you can send me uh, an email, uh, coachjacqueline at jacquelinericcio.com. And then the last place I would love to connect with you, I've had a lot of questions about imperfect eating and like how especially to do that during the summer. And so I've been holding um, Friday trainings, just kind of answering questions. We've gone over, you know, how to go on vacation <laughs> with imperfect eating and not be on a diet and not need a detox afterwards. It's a really hot topic. Um, when you feel pressured to eat, um, how do you go into the weekend and enjoy the weekend but not feel like a failure on Sunday? And then my la the most recent one, how do you finish a meal and not eat past fullness? Like, how do you finish a meal and be like, cool, 
I'm good. I'm glad I ate that meal. I can go move on with my day and not be in a food coma. So that is our Facebook community, Imperfect Eden. All of these links are in the show notes. I, I'm so excited to connect with you and hear more about where you are at with running, with exercise, with your body, and with food. Take care.